Okay, let's start our discussion of this year's Parshas Vayera. Tough Shin Ayin Hey. Parshas Vayera. Uh, and again, next week's Shir Bez Hashem will be on Monday night. Monday night, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be traveling Wednesday night, so Monday night will be, uh, next week's, uh, Shir. But, uh, let's get into Parshas Vayera. And we start off with a Chazal. There is a Chazal, uh, that we have discussed in the past. A Chazal tell us in Mesecha Shabbos, Gdola Hachnasas Orchim, Yoser Mehakbalas Paneashchina. Greater is bringing guests into one's house, greater than talking to Hashem. And where do we know that from? From Avram Avinu. Because we know at the beginning of the parsha, Avram Avinu is speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and when he sees the guests out of the corner of his eye, so he says, sorry, wait here, please. Pasa Gimel on the parsha, Vayomar, Avraham says, and the next word is Machlokas, is Avram talking to the greatest of the guests? Is he talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Vayomar Adunai Imna If he's talking to Hashem, then what it means is God. Wait a minute, I'll be right back. I'm going to bring these guests into my house, which is an amazing, an amazing thought. That if we were speaking to somebody very important and we saw a mitzvah to do, we'll say, okay, I'll try to do the mitzvah afterwards if it's still available. But right now, I'm busy. Right now, I have an important meeting going on. I'm talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And yet, Avram stopped what he was doing. And we learn from there. So two points. One, in past years we've discussed, well, we know it from Avraham. But how did Avraham know it? How did Avraham know that he was allowed to leave? So that we discussed in the past um, various reasons. But this year we'll discuss the other element, and that is, why? So Avraham knew it, but what's the svara? Maybe this could also answer the first question of if this svara is good enough, maybe that Avram knew of this svara. So why why would it why is it logical? Why is that what would be demanded from a Jew? Isn't the goal to be connected to God? Isn't the goal of being Jewish, of serving Akadish Baruch Hu, to be intensely connected to him? So if he's talking to you, that's you don't do anything else. You just talk to him. Says the Avne Azel is quoted here in the Mayana Shal Torah, no. The point of being an Evid Hashem is not for my own, or not purely for my own individual growth. That is not what it is required. Ilu haya Avraham Avinu, misbadel bin min habrios, umisbodein imavodes habori shalatsmo. If Avraham Avinu separated himself from everybody else, vada haya masik madrigos yoser gavos bahasagas elokus. If Avraham Avinu, after he recognized God, in or Aram Naharayim, wherever he was, and even after he came to Eretz Canaan, if he would have just gone into a room, into his tent, and been misbodeid, and thought about Hashem, and thought about Ruchnius, he probably says that Avnezo could have reached even higher levels, possibly, than he reached, personally. Bechalzos viter al aliyaso ha'atzmis, bimadregos, he was mavater, he gave up, he sacrificed his own levels, his asik imabrios. And he was involved in others. Greater. There's one thing greater than my own connection to the Shekhinah. And that is helping other people be connected to the Shekhinah. That's the only thing that would take precedence. As we know, what did Avram do after he gave them to eat and gave them to drink? What did he say? His guest said, Avram, that was great. Thank you so much. He says, no, don't thank me. Thank him. Capital H pointing up. Avram saw in that area spreading emuna. That was greater than his own personal benefit, and that's what it means. Greater is Achnasas Arachim, greater than Akvalas Paneashrina. How can we understand that? Gedola Avodas Hachnasasam, being Machnis, entering other people in their connection with God, helping other people get close to Hashem, not Hachnasas Arachim into my own house. Hachnasa, being Machnis Arachim into God's house, so to speak, is greater than Kabbalah's Penayashchina, my own uh, going up. And we find that various times. This is about guests. We find that about, we mentioned in the past in the name of Rav Nassim Adler, children. Right? Rav Nassim Adler notes by the Mitzvah of Hakel. 
What do we have to do? On Sukkot, after Shemitah, Be'ez Hashem, next year, Mashiach will come this year, we'll have to do Hakel next year. Be'ez Hashem. So what do we do? We're going to have to bring men, women, and children. Everybody, all the Jews are going to be in the base of Mikdash. Imagine, Esther Rabbin Adler, what type of spiritual experience it is going to be when we are there with, with everybody. With our teenagers, okay, that's fine, but with our toddlers and with our babies and with the baby carriages and the strollers and the diaper bags and everybody pulling in each direction in the base. That's a really spiritual experience. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. Nashim, Anashim, Anashim Atav. Wouldn't it be more spiritual for me to leave them home? I'll go with some of the older boys. That's it. Right, get a babysitter, somebody. So you might answer, you might answer, this is what some of them say, well, who's going to stay home if the men and the women have to go? So who's going to stay home and watch them? So Kodesh Baruch knows you're going to have to take them anyway, so you made it into a mitzvah. That's one answer. It's Ain Brera. You're not going to leave them home with a couple of non-Jews. They don't have to go, they go to Hakel. So Mimelech like, is going to make it a mitzvah anyway. Just like Erev Yom Kippur, he knows you're going to eat anyway, he makes it into a mitzvah. So Hashem knows. But Tezor Nassim Adler, no. The message is, Dafka bring them. Because even if we have to a little bit, a little bit. Sacrifice somewhat of one's own personal levels in Avodas Hashem Ruchnius for our children. Or, as the Avne Ezel says, for a fellow Jew, that's what's demanded. Ramosha Feinstein maybe could have reached higher if he didn't spend his day answering Shilas for Kal Yisrael. But that's not what the purpose of a Jew is. And that's what we learn, and that's the message that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu realized, and maybe that's even why. He was ready and quick in his Kodesh Baruch I'll be right back. Okay, I'm just getting some other people to be with you. Okay, moving right along. Another introductory thought related to the Parsha and related to Hachnasas Archim. Rabbi Tzadok points out, this is quoted at the beginning of source number two, beginning of Halakach Vahalibuf. An amazing Ha'ara. Rabbi Tzadok points out that we know Avraham Avinu is the Amud HaChesed. Chesed, Torah, Avodah, Gimilas, Chasadim, Avram Avinu is Chesed, and, and uh, Yitzchak Avinu is Avodah, and Tefillah, he was a carbon, and Yaakov Avinu is Torah. Titan, Emes, Yaakov, Chesed, Avram, and then Torah's, uh, Torah's related to Yaakov Avinu, um, that we have elsewhere. Where is Chesed mentioned by Avram Avinu? Chesed la Avraham. Where in the Torah? What is, where are the multitude of actions in the Torah where we see Avraham's chesed? What's written in Torah Shabbat Well, this is last week's parsha. What's last week's parsha? So he leaves. He loves his son and he has to throw him out. And he gets brismila. Not too much chesed mentioned in last week's parsha. Okay, maybe he goes to save his nephew. Goes to save his nephew, the four kings and the five kings. Uh, that is true. That is true that that is chesed, but it's, that's not chesed in the classic sense. When we think of chesed, we think of, you know, that's real chesed. So Avramavidu did chesed, he buried his, his wife in next week's parsha, that's true, but that's a, everybody would do that. So where is the act of chesed that the Torah sees fit to mention? This Hachnas Hazarchem, beginning of our parsha. This is the act. The act that's mentioned by Torah Shebechsav. Besides, yes, Chayesara, but that is also, who else was going to bury her? I mean, that's basic, basic Derech Eretz for one's wife, even though obviously it was an act of Chesed. But the, the case that's brought in the Torah is this act. Tesheb Sadok, isn't it interesting that the one Maisa Chesed, that the Torah sees fit to record in Avram's life, is a Maisa Chesed that wasn't even needed by the people who received it. We're talking about angels here. They weren't really hungry. It's not like they were tired and hot. And that's Gufa, the act that Avram Avinu was shown, he desired Chesed. Says Reb Sadov, line 4, Shalomuva Batara Shum Uvda. We know the Medrash, Medrash discusses Avram Avinu, his tent was open on four sides, and all the great Achnazes Archim, and yet the only Achnazes Archim that's mentioned is the angels. And they didn't even need it. So why is this the one? Now this is Rabbi Avram Shor talking. 
wasn't even really a mitzvah. Right? So it didn't even need it to be done. Who yachid why was this one chosen when it wasn't even really an act of chesed deep down? Number one. Number two, another question which other Achronim ask, we mentioned Roach Feinstein related to this question a couple of years ago. Kachom hayom, we know the Rashi is the beginning of the parsha. it was boiling hot. Why was it boiling hot? Kachom hayom, Rashi quotes, Hotzi HaKadosh Baruch Chama Min Artika, Hashem took the sun out of its container, Shalola HaTshricho Barachim, he didn't want guests to have to come to Avraham, because Avraham just had surgery, and if there were guests, he would bring them in, so he made it boiling hot, so that no guests came. Good. Ulafi, interestingly, that Hashem could have also made a nace that, he wasn't in pain and he wasn't sick. No, that, that's part of the bris. That's part of the bris. Hashem couldn't change that. That was needed. Right? Avram wanted to arch him so much to so make him feel good and don't change the sun. No. Hashem has to leave him in pain because that's part of the Nisayon. And he makes it hot so guests don't come. As we know though, Avram Avinu was more in pain that he couldn't have guests than the physical pain of the operation. That's what Chazal tell us. Since he saw that he was in such pain that guests couldn't come, fine. So he was boiling hot. The question is, what was Avram so upset about? Vahadavar Pella, line 27. What was Avram upset? If, if there was an act of chesed to be done and Avram Avinu couldn't do it, then we understand, I wish I could do it. I wish I could be machlis, but I'm sick. Then we understand that there's an act of chesed you can't do. There's a, there's a wedding going on. There's a levi. There's some somebody's sick and I can't get there. So then I understand why a person would be upset that they can't fulfill the mitzvah. But here, there was no mitzvah. There was no situation of chesed. So what was he so bothered by? It wasn't like he could... There was no chesed. To be done. So why was he in pain? There's no mitzvah. So why was he so upset? It's like, Ramosha says in his formulation, it's like on Tuesday, you meet somebody, you see they're crying. What's the matter? What's the matter? He's like, what's the matter? Tell me. He's like, I'm upset that it's Tuesday and not Shabbos. Okay, I understand you're emotionally attached to Shabbos, but it'll be Shabbos in four days. I need to cry about. It's not like there's potential for today to be Shabbos. It'll be Shabbos in four days. So Avram, there are no guests here. What are you crying about? There'll be guests another time, and then you'll do the mitzvah. So what was he so upset about? It wasn't like Anus. It was Anus that you can't do it, but here there was no there was no case. So he quotes on the top left. Quotes this from Ayyulay Malin, one of the Rashi Shivas. Dover Nifla. Says Malin, this wasn't just about a Misa Chesed. It wasn't just that Avram yearned for Chesed, but there was something much deeper going on here, and it went into the fabric, the fabric of the entire world at that time. Says Rabbi Malin, Avram lived same time as Stone. Stone were the anti-chesed people. Their country stood for not doing chesed. They had laws. Chesed was legally, was prohibited. You do chesed, you get thrown in jail. They were the anti-chesed group. For us, because somebody did chesed, we know the story, the Gemara tells us, the story of a woman who did chesed, they poured her honey over her and they sent the bees on her. They were the anti-chesed. For us, their whole power, metaphysically, they were uprooting the Midah of Chesed from the world. Not only in their city, but it spread. The Hashpah, that this Koach, the Koach of stone had. We even have it today. What does the Mishnah say in Perkyavos? There's something called Midah Stone. The Gemara talks about it. What does Midah Stone mean? Midah Stone means not doing Chesed. That's, even today, it's called stone. All the power, the miserliness, the anti-chesed feelings that anyone might have today, it goes back to stone. After where to come from? The Avram Avinu, and Avram Avinu was the opposite. He was the koach in the world 
He was the foil of stone. His koach was not just to be a personal Baal Chesed, but it was to bring Chesed to the world, to bring that koach to the world. And his avoda was to be mafarsemit. Stone was for sure mafarsemit. Stone was known by it. They were famous for it. That's why Lot wanted to go there, possibly. The EF Shalafarsem says the where it's underlined. Midas Achesed, the Lakar Midas Stone, Rakal Yide Ribu Yasia Sachesed Befarhesia. And the only way you could uproot what Stone does is by doing Chesed and by doing it publicly and making a big a big show of it. Through that public display of Chesed, people will see and they'll learn. So when Avram Avinu desired and he was in such pain because he didn't do chesed, it wasn't just that, oh, there was no opportunity for him. He knew the koach of stone. He knew what they were doing at this time. And he wanted to counter that. He needed to neutralize the koach of stone because he needed chesed in the world. That's why he needed it so badly. That's why he was in pain. Nimsa, line 16. She'en there was a different purpose. Besides the actual chesed that was being done. It was all about not what he wanted to do, but for everyone else. Skip a couple of lines. So what was our first question? It wasn't really chesed? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the malachim didn't need it. Avram's purpose wasn't just the, the action per se, but it was about showing others what to do. Nobody else knew that they were, they were not real people, and therefore, they look like manashim. And that was the toalas anyway. And that's why the Torah writes here, Dafka, this type of action, to emphasize to us that Chesed is not just about the Chesed, but it's about the impact that the Chesed has on the world, on the world around. Moving right along, this is also explains on the next on the top of the next page, exactly what we answered already, why he was in pain. But then says Rabbi Avram Shur, you know what we learned from here? Apply this to all mitzvahs of ours. Not just the act of chesed. But all mitzvahs that we do have two elements to them. The mitzvah has the element per se of fulfilling the mitzvah, but also the element of teaching others who see me do the mitzvah. Not chas v'shalom in a gaivetik way, that I'm, oh, I'm so great, look at me, I'm doing the mitzvah. But if I have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, and I could share it with others, and others could see me, not that I'm supposed to do it in public to get the attention. No. But if I'm in a position to do something and others will learn from me in a all positive way and it will get them to do it, so then that's another element of the mitzvah. Every positive action, every mitzvah has two elements. Yesh ha-mitzvah kishela atzma she-mitzvah la-sosa there's the mitzvah of doing it per se. V'yesh b'chol mitzvah inyan shelolamed la'acherim shetzarach lasos kain. And every mitzvah also has the element of teaching, not just doing but teaching. Inyan shall pierce ma'maisa atov shaydezeh through this gormim la'anoshim acherim lehischazik v'lasos gam kaim tov for them to do it. And Avram Avinu knew that, and he says now of Avram Shore, just like an Avram Avinu's dar. What did he have to focus on? Chesed, because his dar was the strong, the strength. In stone was the anti-chesed. We always have to look. Which mitzvah is being muznach? Which mitzvah is being thrown in the corner? Bechol dar v'dar, where it's underlined. Advarim ha-muznachim, mechayavim, she-adam yazak v'yam yoser, u-befarhes ya-yoser, k'tilachazik oso inyan gametzel ha-cherim. We have to think. He doesn't quote it, but Rebuda Chesed writes in Sefer Chasidim. You have to find something that nobody else is doing and do it. If there's a mitzvah that nobody's doing, you got to start doing it. He calls it a mace mitzvah. It's like a mace mitzvah. It's like somebody, like a corpse lying there. You have to bury it. You have to take care of it. If there's a mitzvah that nobody else is doing, i got to step up and do it. And if there's a limud, he says, to say for Hasidim writes 900 years ago, nobody's learning certain areas of the Torah. Nobody's learning the third paragraph of Moed Katan, he writes. Because it's all about Avelos. They think it's an Ayin Hara. you got to learn it. 
Nobody's learning the the uh, the parakin brachas about Avelis. He says you have to learn it. It's a mace mitzvah. Nobody's learning it. Rav Kuberman writes in Ezakdama to the Meshachachma. Nobody was learning the Meshachachma. He came out with a beautiful addition. He says now people can learn it. It's a mace mitzvah. There's still svarim out there that some people we don't learn because it's too hard and we need a we need a commentary. But says Rav Avram Shor, he says that's the message of Avram Avinu. You got to look for what people need and do that mitzvah in a way that people can learn. He himself relates this. What's the example that he gives? He talks about learning on Friday nights. He says, Again, this, everybody should apply, we should all apply it in our own lives, but we need it, but he says in general. He says, Friday night, he says, even if there are people who have learning sadarim, every night of the week. Obviously, Friday night is important to be with family too, but we can learn at home. He says, you can also, for an hour, learn in shul. He says, what an unbelievable chizuk that each person could give the other one. Number one, it's amazing. The Yoser. He says there are so many, and now we've just switched the clock. There's so many hours. So many Friday nights. There's so many hours. There's time to take a walk. There's time to spend time with the family. There's also time to learn. The Shach writes in Yoradeya, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, the winter months are a gift from Hashem. We know nighttime. Gemara says, the Ramam says, special secrets of the Torah are revealed only at night, not during the day. So we have more nighttime hours during the winter. Says the Shach, it's a gift, special gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's how we have to look at it. Avim Avinu wasn't just in it for himself. He was in it for others. He was in it to be mashpia, connects to the first thought about G'dol HaKnos But that was the Amahus of Avram Avinu. That's why Dafka, that one, that example of HaKnos Archim is chosen to be the, to be the uh, model for all the chesed that Avram Avinu did. Okay. Now let's continue. We haven't read a Pasuk yet. Now let's get to a Pasuk, Perek Yur Ches, Pasuk Ches. The eighth Pasuk in the Parsha. What does the Pesachim describe? Avram Avinu and Sarah, they're running around, they're doing everything for the, for the Malachim. Vayomer Pesach Vav, Mari, Shlosim, Kamachzolas, Lushi, Vasiyugos, make cakes, matzahs. Vyala Bakar, Ras Avraham. Avram Avinu runs to the Bakar. Vayikach ben Bakar, Varach, Vatov, Vayitena Lanar. He gets it, he gives it to the Nar, to the lad. Some say that was Yishmael, Rashi says. Vayimayal Asosazo, he does it quickly. We'll get back to that Pesach, Be'ez Hashem. He takes butter, milk, and meat. And he put it in front of them. When he stands there, while they eat. There are some discussions that the Achronim bring up that might not really be discussions that one needs to have, but when one, one, once they're had, they're fascinating. And the suggestions that the Achronim come up with are amazing when they try to bring halachic discussions into the text. There's a question that many Achronim deal with on this Pasuk, and that is, how could Avraham feed the Malachim Basar B'chalaf? That's the question. Milk and meat. Right here. How could he feed it to them? Okay, so maybe it says milk first and then meat. So maybe he fed them milk and not together. But it says, He put it all in front of them. So we know. Gemara says in Meseches Yuma, Avraham Avinu was b'kayim kol Torah kula ashlo nidna. He's b'kayim all the Torah. Oh, see, so he knew these. He knew these. These guys were Arab, and they weren't Jewish. They wouldn't have to be involved. It wouldn't be a problem. Okay, maybe that's a simple answer. They weren't Jewish. But to keep kashrus. But the Achronim give other answers. Achronim give more lumdish answers. Let's see a number of the answers. And again, the great Achronim deal with this question, and they come up with fascinating suggestions. Says the Stipler. Birchas Parat, source number four. First of all, he quotes this that the Chitim Kubet says in Bechoros. Quoting Yerushalmi deals with this question. Because later on in history, the Medrash tells us, remember the Medrash, when the Malachim war fighting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't give the Torah to the humans, we want the Torah stage here in Shemayim. Hashem told them, well, you didn't keep Halacha, you ain't Basa Bechalav by Avram Avinu. So you already see the Medrash acknowledges it. You already see there was like a, a problem there. So, so what exactly? How do we how do we view this, right? So, 
First suggestion, the Birchas Peretz, the stipler, first of all says, well, the first answer is that in a Chinami, it was a problem. Maybe Avram Avinu, you know, thought they weren't Jewish, but Bidyevin, once they hated Hashem, could use it as a claim against them. Okay, that's number one. The Birchas Peretz, the stipler, though, continues and says, one minute. We know the halacha. Only if two of these are cooked together are they also mishum basar b'chalaf. If I have two cold, if I have a cold piece of cheese and I and I put it onto a hamburger and I eat it, that's not basar b'chalaf daraisa. To be cooked together. So here, eat it, cook them together. Chema v'chalav ben abakar. So it wasn't even daraisa anyway. So why should it be a problem? So he gives two answers to that. V'yesh lomar, and again, each one is more fascinating than the next. V'yesh lomar bazet, dahamalachim gufam esh. Malachim are made out of fire. Uba'oso rega shenogim bevasa b'chalav bevasachas they were cooked when the malachim started eating them. Because their panemius is fire. And that's why the question gets off the ground. Number one. Unbelievable. The stipler. The Yosef near and then he says, I don't even have to come on to such a chiddish. So what that it was also Durabanan? So what? They still violated. Right? We don't do Durabanans either. The Gami Tari Sura Durabanan. Shlokimu Amalachim Asha Asru Chazal. Havigam Kintaina. Shlolitin Lahem Torah. Right? There's already enough of a reason. You didn't keep the Durabanan. They're not giving you the Torah. That's also a major part of, of, of uh, keeping the Torah. The Durabanans. He quotes another Madras that Natilos Yadayim is mentioned, which is another Durabanan. But this is all Pshat number one. Answer number one is that, yes, they did something wrong. And the Malachim were held accountable afterwards. Was it Daraisa? Maybe, maybe not. Number one. But then we have the Malbim. This is, maybe, uh, the Malbim is usually sticks to Pshuto Shal Mikra, but the Malbim does point out a, a Ha'ara here that if we read very closely, there seems to be a jump. Look, let's look back for a minute to Pazak Zion. What does the Pazak say? Avraham runs to the Bakar. Vayikach ben Bakar. He runs to Bakar and he takes Ben Bakar. Why, why the change? Vayikach Bakar. Does that just, does Bakar just mean, you might have just said, he ran to the cattle in general and he takes one. But there's a little flip. Vayikach Ben Bakar Rachvatov. Vayitin Elanar. He, Avram, gave it to the lad. Vayimaher Lasososo. And he hurried to do it. Who's the he there in the last phrase? Who hurried to do what? The Na'ar. Aravinu gave it off to somebody. And then the next passing. Who's the pronoun? Who's the he? The who omed and he stood over them. The Malvim says there's a lot unclear. Is it Avram? Is it the Nar? Let's read the words of the Malvim. Vayimaher. Source number five. The Malvim is many times famous for his comments on Navi, but we have the Malvim on Chumash also. Vayimaher siper echarad el mitzvah bimihirus. He was very mizuraz. Get everybody into it. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Sarah, you go bake. Again, he ran there himself. According to the Pshat, says the Malbim, Right, it talks, it's talking about the Na'ar. Right? The Avram's out of the picture. Avram gives him the nar, the food. He hurries, he the nar, your shmoel, let's say, hurries with it, and he places it in front of them. And Avram stood there while they ate. But there's a measure, says the Malbim, that the Bakar ran away from Avraham. He tried to get it, but he ran away. Right? What does it say? Avraham. He ran to get one. He couldn't get one. Ben Bakar. He gave it to the Nar to do. But then there's another verb. Says the Malbim, there's a Medrash. that the original Bakar ran away 
So he, he, he needed to do something quickly. Va'avraham bara acher al yedei sefer yitzira. Adam Avinu used magical powers to create another one. Sefer Yitzira. The Amoram, the Gemara tells a story in Sanhedrin. The Amoram used Sefer Yitzira to create even a person. Adam Avinu created Sefer Yitzira. Created an animal through Sefer Yitzira. Sha'alzeh Amar, that's the next phrase of Vayimaher la'as ososo. Sha'asa oso al-yedei Sefer Yitzira. He quickly made another one. What do you mean la'as ososo? He gave this Ben Bakar... Tishmael, even though it ran away, it was taking too long. Adam says, I'll take care of this. Why did Chazal come up with this, says the Malbim? It's answering our question. It was not Flashik. It was not Bissari. That's the answer, the second answer to our question. Says the Malbim, I myself don't think there's anything wrong here. No, they took a break. They ate milchiks. So the Malbim says, in answer number three, the Pshat is, they took a break. Milchiks and then Fleshiks. So number one, maybe it was a real problem. Number two, maybe it was Sefer Yitzira. It's the Malbim. The Malbim, the stipler. Number three, maybe they took a break in the middle. That's why it uh, there wasn't a problem. There's even a remez. If you look in the Tiva Parsha, a sefer that compiles a lot of different uh, answers to questions. Uh, so he quotes, there's even a hint in the Pasuk that there was a break in between. How is there a hint in the Pasuk? What's the Ta'amim? We already spoke last week about the Ta'amim, the trap. Vayikach chem'av what trap? What time is on chalav? It's a revi'i. A revi'i is a mafsik. That's like the end of a phrase. So that's it. And then, uben asher asa. So it's even a, a little hafsik, little break. Alluded to in the, in the revi'i. And one final, one final shot, one final, I would just say drash, one final idea is, given here he quotes this from the Levarie, line 17, it doesn't say that Avram fed it to them. It says, closely, he put it down in front of them. Vayitain lefnehem. They can do whatever they want. Vayitain lefnehem. He just put it down. I don't know. You know, sometimes we don't know milchitz or fleshiks. Sometimes you go to a simcha. Some people want milchitz, some people want fleshiks. You know what Avram did? Avram Avinu was the best bal simcha in the world. He had milchiks and fleshiks. You could choose whichever one you want. Right, it doesn't matter what you ate for supper. I'm not going to eat because I don't know what, what, what it is. Is it milkshakes? I don't want to eat uh, supper before I go. So whatever you want, it's here. Avram Avinu says. He put it down both in front of him. Says the Leiv One little problem. The halach and Shulchan Aruch is you're not allowed to have milkshakes and fleshakes on the same table. You're not allowed to put them together. If you really... Lashitas a question that it's really a question of Basav HaChalav. The Shulchan Aruch says in Yerodeya. Maybe you're going to come to you're going to come to eat it. Can't put it at the same table. Answer. Levari answers. One of the Mepharshim on, on Mesechah's Chulin. You never have, or many times, you don't have Yisur and Yisur Yitzhak if there's someone to remind you. If there's a Acher there's another person. You have certain halachas don't apply if there's an acher there. He quotes it reading by a light on Shabbos. So that's the Avram. He puts it down and what does the Buzzik say? Who omed alayim. What is he standing there for? Ah, he's standing there to make sure. To make sure that they don't, uh, they don't mess up and they don't mix together. Okay. So this was, again, the whole question one could say. You don't even have to ask the question. But once the question is asked, this is how some of the achronim deal with this this classic type of question that we have. Okay, now let's get back to some more uh, run-of-the-mill type of type of thoughts. Always try to pack in all different types of ideas here. Okay, Paragutes, we move on. We have Paragutes, the struggle. Avram Avinu is begging for Lot for and uh, and Stome. And then we have towards the end of Paragutes. We have the destruction of Stone, the salvation of Lot, and Lot runs out, destroyed with Lot and his daughters, and Avram Avinu witnesses this from afar. 
Pasik Chav Dalid. Yutes Chav Dalid. Vashem Him Tiral Stom Alamara Gafris Vaish. Mezashem Minashamay Hashem makes it rain down on Stom and Amora. Fire and brimstone. Vayafoches Arma El Ves Kolakikar. Ves Koyoshveha Arim Vitsemacho Adama. Everything is destroyed. Vatabet Ishto. Meacharav Aitinisim Elach. Aravinu sees from afar what happens. Sees from afar what happens. Or actually not yet. First he. First it occurs. Then the Torah tells us, He got up and went to the same spot and then he sees that he sees it's, his tzvilos were not successful. He sees his tzvilos were not successful and then we have the story of Lod. But as he goes, he goes there and he sees this. What did Chazal learn out from that word? Tzvila. This is, we know, Tfilah's connected almost Tikkun, the Gemara tells us in Brachas. This is a Pasuk about Tfilah. Two points to mention. One I think we've mentioned in the past, and the following one new. What's amazing about this Pasuk, this is Avram Avinu's the source in the Torah. We know by Yitzhak Yitzhak Lusuk Pasada, next week's Parsha, that's Yitzhak Davening, and Yaakov Davins. But what's going on here? Avram Avinu goes to the spot, and as he's Davening, before he finishes Davening, he sees the smoke. He sees that his previous tefillah was not accepted. He received no for an answer. And yet he keeps davening. That's what we learned from the first mispalel. The first av, I should say. Cain might have davened also. But that's the godless of this tefillah. You know, we don't realize it. But Avram's davening as he sees that his previous tefillah was unsuccessful. What did he do? Kaveh Hashem. Chazak Hashem. Again and again, he didn't stop. But one other idea, once we're talking about tefillah to mention, and that is the idea of tefillah b'tzibur. We know there's a mila in halacha of davening with a minion. Tefillah b'tzibur. The mabit in Beis Elokim, the great rebellion of uh, the Beis Yosef, the mabit in Beis Elokim in source number seven, quotes three ma'alot, three elements that reflect and emphasize to us the importance of davening with a minion. Tefillah b'tzibur. Is it a din to arise at a daven with a minion? Pashto's not. It's not a din to arise. Did to a daven, according to many Rishonim. But did to arise at a daven with a minion? Pashto's not. But it's a very good idea. Why is it a very good idea? Three ideas from the Mabid here in Beis Elokim, and then we'll end with one other um, fascinating ha'ar. Umalas fila b'tzibur bishloshet tami. I'm going to give you the whole piece in the Mabid and Sharat fila. Three different sections of it. Umalas fila b'tzibur bishloshet tami. Number one, harishona mitzad inyane hakedusha she'inam neamar b'pachos me'asara. Number one, practically, there are parts of fila that one cannot say if one does not have a minion. Kedusha, baruchu, kaddish. These are major parts of the mitzvah of kiddush Hashem. Kiddushim Shemayim that one can't say with him without a minion. So practically, Harishonim decided Yoni Akedusha Sheinam Neimar B'Bachos Me'asara, and he says that's even alluded to in a pasuk in Tehillim. Ulazer Efshar Shekivin David. That's possible. This is what David meant when he said Ba'amro Asher Yachdov Nam Tiksod. Together we will Nam Tik. We will make sweet the sod, the secret. To the house of God, we will go in ruggish with feeling. Just parenthetically, that's the pasuk that many say that you're supposed to say as we walk into a shul. And some of the Bali Musa say, Baragash stands for Barad, Ra'amim, Geshem, and Sheleg. Meaning no matter what the weather is, Right? But what does that pasuk mean? David says, Together, Nam Tiksod, the Dvarim Shel Kedusha, that cannot be said without a minion. They're secret weapons. Yeheshme Rabba is a secret weapon. Baruch is a secret weapon. So, what is David Melech saying? Yachdav, together, B'tzibur Nam Tiksod. We could have this, we could have those secrets when we're together. So, that's the first idea. Number two. Gam b'tfilo she'en b'tavrashel k'dusha. Hitzri chorabim. Even a tfilo that one cannot say the Ram Shebek Dusha. 
There's still Milas of Rabbim. What is that? Right, let's say, is there any Mila? Right, of a, a bunch of women davening together? Right, a large group of women? So according to the first reason, no. But it's not, it's not the end of it. There's a second reason. More people doing a mitzvah, the greater the schus and the more powerful it is qualitatively. There's no, you can't compare. It's even greater than the sum of its parts. When it's done together. We know, whenever you have a lot of people together, it's more powerful. It's more, everything's more effective. When you have a lot more power. He says, you know where you see that? You even see that from Arashi in this week's Parsha. We know, when Avram Avinu is bargaining, he says, what about 50 tzaddikim here? Hashem says, okay, I won't do anything if there were 50 tzaddikim. What if there are 45? What if there are 40? What if there are 30? Why does Avram keep, keep changing these numbers? How are they going down? So Rashi quotes. Rashi goes, well, if there are five major cities in Stome, in major metropolises, uh, so then you have 10 in each one. That's 50. So that's 10. I have 40, so you have 10 in each of the, of the four. If you have 30, right, each one, each one going down. You have 10 in each metropolis anyway, the same thing. You have 10 in each one. Why is it different? You have 10 or 2 with 10 or 3 with 10. Because even if you already have the minion, the more people there are, the greater the schusis. Even though Hashem already said 50 he'll save, he had to ask for less. Because even if you have the same 10, the same tzaddikim in, in, in one metropolis, it's not the same as larger numbers. There's a greater schus in the numbers. And therefore, tefillah b'tzibur. And finally, number three. Finally, number three, atav ashlishi on the bottom. Ki tefillah tayachet, maybe the most powerful one for us, that works for our benefit. Biyosa bilti haguna, or bilti nemeris bekavana, enem kubelas klal. When we daven alone, we really need to have perfect kavana. As hard as we can. Because Hashem's listening very closely. What do you want? He's not even talking to me. He's talking to me. He's thinking about something else. Uksha'omer barabim. But barabim, Hashem overlooks. Lufamim tiskabel b'schus tfilas harabim. Ki afilu lachova hayoche nigrachar harov. Vafilu utzadik lufamim tfilas anishbat l'sibas harabim. So surely the other way. We have the schuyos of the rabim. Right? We, we, it's like going business class. You know, and if somebody go, I've never gone business class, but if somebody, somebody, regular coach, they look at us, they they weigh our bags very carefully, they have to be so medoptic and everything. You know, I imagine in business, yeah, go, go, fine, an extra bag, other weighs, whatever. That's the schus of the robin. The schus of being in a special class. When you're in the class of, of robin, that's a special schus. Three milas, of Tefillah B'tzibur, of davening with a minion. Just related to this topic is a very important comment of the Eretz Tzvi. Eretz Tzvi, with the Kajah Klover, Hashem Yikom Damo, was killed in the Shoah. He says, Derech Agav, to the middle of a long shuv about something else. Source number eight. Masha, Niralaniyaz Daitiyaklusha, let me tell you what I think about Tefillah B'tzibur. Even though, if you look in the original sources, davening is davening. Tefillah B'tzibur is something extra. Something important, but something extra. He says, not today. Today, it's different. Maybe the times of the Gemara wasn't as important, but today it's different. Why? We know that we can't have proper Kavana, We can't. That's why even if you don't have Kavana, you don't have to repeat. But what does the Gemara say in Mesechus Tainus? is exactly like a for a yachid. Unbelievable uh, sentence. It's like a Since 
Medina de Gemara, Kavana should be Ma'akev. Rach, but you know what? Ain Brero. We don't have a choice. There's nothing better we could do. Ah, there is something better we could do. In the days of the Gemara where they could have Kavana, so it wasn't as crucial to get your Tilas accepted, so you could have it alone. But today, it's very difficult. But we have an option. Tefillah B'tzibor takes the place of Kavana. I have to try to have Kavana even Tefillah B'tzibor. But at least it can help some of the chisaron, and therefore, line 11, aval is palo b'tzibur, dezehefshar lo nala asosim keinu, chiv gamur aleinu, no safal chiv tefila b'tzibur and omar b'gemara. And therefore, he says, and we can't bring rayas from great tzaddikim rishonim, they used to go alone in Davin, that's not us. Because we need to get every strategy, everything that we could use, and therefore, it might even be a chiv gamur in today's world. Okay, moving right along. Let's get in a couple of other thoughts here. So we have Perichaf. Perichaf. Vayisa mishama Avraham artsa hanegev. Vayeshev ben Kadeshu ben Shur. Vayagar begror. Avram comes to gror. Vayom Avram al-Sar Avram says to Sarah, Achosihi. Remember? You're my sister. Vayishlach avim al Avimelech takes Sarah. And we start scratching our heads and say, this is deja vu. Didn't we have this before? Did I do Barbara's Hedra last week? This sounds familiar. And we know it. This happened twice. There are two very similar stories in the Torah. Last week's Parsha with Paro. And this week's Parsha with Avimelech. We know the Rashbam tells us in Parshas Miketz that Paro was the name of the position. It wasn't a personal individual name. Paro was the name of a position of the leader of Mitzrayim. And Avimelech is the leader of the position of the Eretz Plishtim. We find it elsewhere. Agag. Agag is in the time of Moshe. Agag is in the time of of, uh, of the Purim story. Of, of, not, not Purim story. Uh, in the Shoal. Shoal. Agag. Agag's the leader. We mentioned in Novishir, came up this week, that the king of Yerushalayim in Paragut of Yosefer Yoshua is Adoni Tzedek. Right? We had it last week. Malki Tzedek. They're all Tzedeks because it's the year of Staka. The year of Staka. So every, there's, a, there's a name of position. So Avimelech. Similar case, the wife is taken, it's really a sister. Says the Hegiona Shel Torah, Betzion Fearer, even though there are, these are two stories that are very similar, there's also a difference between them. And what's the reason for that difference? What's the difference? Number one, Paro, in last week's parsha, gets punished. He gets Negoim Gedolim. He gets boils, whatever the, 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 uh, Sickness is. But he gets punished. Avimelech. What happens to Avimelech? Avimelech? But not really. It doesn't seem to be such, such, a, such a punishment. Right? What happened to him? Let's read in the Hegyon HaShel Torah. Line 12. Paro shakal metropsia yosem Avimelech. He got it. Vayinag Hashem is paro nigoyim gedolim as beis odvarit sarayich as avra. Avimelech? Vayovo Elohim el Avimelech, Vachalom Laila, Hashem comes to him in a dream. Vayovo, you're gonna die! Ki Atzar Hashem ba'ad kol rechel nevez Avimelech. Okay, he stuffed him up a little bit. But that's not like the Goyim Gedolim. Paranus Yazim ben Goyim Gedolim. Number two, Avimelech got a warning. Paro didn't get a warning from God. Next difference, line 22. Avram's reaction to Avimelech was different than his reaction to Paro. Paro says to Avram, What does Avram answer? Nothing recorded in the text. There's no answer recorded in the Torah. When Avimelech asked Avram the same question, Pasuk line 27, Gives him an explanation. So Paro didn't get warned. Paro got punished, and Paro didn't get a response from Avram. As if Paro did something so much worse than Avimelech did. They did the same thing. What's the difference between what Avimelech did and what Paro did? Suggest the Hagiona Torah. Just shot to try to understand the story. The difference between the stories. The hate of Paro was worse. Why? It must have been, because we find it in other books in Tanakh, 
that the leader of any country, not in the, obviously not the, the B'nai Yisrael, but the leader of the lands was able to take whichever woman he wants in that land. Look no farther than the Achashvero story. Doesn't seem like he did anything that everybody was like making a, a tumult about. You know, get it. I want to find a queen. So give me all the women and I'm going to choose one. He can take whoever he wants. That was behavior that was, let's say, acceptable in that world, in the ancient world, in all the lands. Choose whatever woman you want. He's the king. And that's what Avimelech did. Mel- Eretz Plishtim was part of Eretz Canaan. And therefore, Sarah was part of the same land. And therefore, it wasn't such a, it was a, it was terrible, Mitzad Avraham. And therefore, Hashem had to warn him. And therefore, Avimelech got upset. But line 44, Right, there weren't too many women's rights in those, in those days, in the ancient world. The Jewish idea of a woman cannot be forced to get married. They didn't really hold to that halacha. He's the king, he can date whichever maiden he wants. And that's what happened to Sarah, and therefore he wasn't chote against the, mekubal, the Musar HaMekubal. But Paro, this is, this is a visitor. This is someone who's not from this country. Paro, that, that's beyond the line. Even for us. Paro, there's enough Egyptian women here. You don't have to go further to try to get some, some visitor. Masha'enkin in the next column. Paro, Malach Mitzrayim. Ain't Sarah mi Mitzrayim. Ain't mi Medinos Malchus Paro. And that's why he got punished. And that's why Avram ignored him. Because the actions, though seeming similar, were very different. Obviously, from a Jewish point of view, they were both um, not acceptable. But this is what the difference might be. Okay, let's try to get into more thoughts. Okay, we've got to talk a little bit about the Akedah. Got to talk a little bit about the Akedah. Okay. So, Perach of Bez. One thought about the Akedah, and then I want to... Actually, you know what, let's go in order. So, we're going to do in order of the Psukim. So let's go to source 12 for a minute, then we'll come back to source 10 and 11. Source 12. What is Avraham's response to Avimelech? I, why did I say that? Rocking your Right? There's no Yerushalayim. I thought you'd kill me in order to have my wife. We discussed a little bit last week. They weren't worried about Shvi Chastamim. They were only worried about Gilead Rives. Okay. But, Ezra Belchano Wasserman, what's the word rock? Vayomer Abraham, ki amarti, I said, rock, in Yerushalayim b'makom Only. What's only? There's only no Yerushalayim. Rebuchanan Wasserman gave a drasha, a sicha, before World War II. We know, we've discussed in, uh, in other contexts, the, uh, the description, the description of Rebuchanan and his, and his, uh, Bachure Yeshiva from Baranovich being led out to the gas chambers and and Rabbi Hanan gave a drasha, though, before the war. And he discussed this question. What does it mean, rock, in Yerushalayim b'makom Only. What's that word, rock? Tamar Rabbi Hashem Yikom Damo, line four. Madua, and this is, this is quoted in the Lekach Tov, quoted in elsewhere also, but I gave it to you from the Lekach Tov. Madua Ma'avim Melech Plishtim, rock, ain. Harilach Ora, Amila, rock, miyuteris. It's an extra word. Ubi'er. Shekavanas Avram Haisalomar. You know what Avram was telling them? Kasher nimsa'im bekeravan Hashem maskilim o afilu bekeravu mashleimah shakal anashe achachma u balei seichel. Sometimes you could be in a land. Avram Avinu was telling them this is a very minumas land. This is cultured. This is civilized. This is you know high high end. You know very very misudar and and uh, following derech eretz. You could have a land that has all the manners in the world and all the derech eretz in the world and the most refined civilization in the entire world. But you know what Avram Avinu is telling them? If it's not based on Yerat Shemayim, it could turn in a minute into the most disgusting, lowly, animalistic activities, you can't even put it into words, that a nation could become. That was Rebel Khanan. 
giving pshat to Avram Avinu. I'm still worried because people can figure out a way to say that it's it's accept it's societally acceptable to kill this guy because you want his wife. And Vahamevin Yavin, Rabbi Hanan was saying in this country of Germany that he I'm not sure if he, where where the drasha was given, but at this time period says you know the Germans might be considered the most civilized, the most you know, uh, socially acceptable, minumas nation. But in the history of the world, there has never been such a nation that has systematically lost their tselem elokim and turned into a nation of Amalek. Rocking yeres elokim That's You could have everything. If there's no yeres elokim, it's nothing. Because it could just be turned over on its head. That's what he said on line 14 all the way at the end. Lord, line 11. Talmide has seminar. Hoof too. They were surprised. What does he mean? What are you talking about? And we know, Rahman al-Islan, the prophetic words of Abu Khanan Wasri. Let's just end off with the words, though, of a great gone from a little bit earlier from, than Rabbi Khanan, and that's the Meshachachma, Rabbeir Sim. Parachafes Pasigutes. All the way at the end of the Parsha. After the great Akedah, one of the greatest moments in Jewish history. Vayashav Avram el Na'arav. Avram returns to his kids. Who does Na'arav mean? Yishmael. Vayakuma vayelchu yachtav el They went together in Beersheva. Vayeshev Avram in Beersheva. One of the most amazing mysteries in Sefer Bracious is the amazing arcade that takes place. What does it say? Avram Avinu left, went back to the Narm and went home. Where's Yitzchak? Where's Yitzchak? Doesn't say a word. So one Medra says he stayed there. He stayed there. The Akedah has such an effect. He stayed in Hamaria. He didn't want to leave. But there's another Medrash. Another Medrash. Source number 10. Where does, what does the Medrash say? Where, does all, where do all good, good biblical personalities go when they disappear in Sefer Bracious? They go to the Washiva of Shem Be'ever. That's where they go. Shalchu Torah. The language of the Medrash is even that Abraham sent him not that Yitzchak went. Avram sent him. Marshal the Medrash gives a marshal the Isha Shnes Ashra Pilcha, a woman who became rich. Amra Hol Menaplachazet Hitasharti Od Enyo Zaz Mitachaz Yadi LaOlam. Because this is what made me rich, I'm never going to let it out of my hand. This spindle. Kach Amar Avram Kol Shabal Yadi Enyo Ela B'Shul Shazaki B'Torah B'Mitzvos. The reason that I became who I am and I've reached these levels is because I've been Osik B'Torah. So let my son go, go be Osik B'Torah. So the Meshachachmav is bothered, obviously, implicitly. What more did Yitzchak have to learn? He was just ready to give his life. So we mentioned the Shem and in the past that says, ah, oh, he was ready to die al Kedesh Hashem. It's even harder to live al Kedesh Hashem. Okay, that's one answer, which we have touched on. But the Meshachachmav says, you know what you, you realize? You know what you appreciate from Avram Avinu sending him to the Akedah? What's Talmud Torah about? Focusing on Torah. They learned some type of Torah there. We don't know what type of Torah, but they learned some type of Torah there. Torah, says the Meshachachma, is not just about a preventative measure. Prevent, to make sure I don't do Averis, not to be also about Torah. To make sure I don't use my time destructively, I have to learn Torah. Which is true. Life is a vacuum. But there's something much more positive about it too. Because at this stage of life, says the Meshachachma, Yitzchak basically... He lost his Yitzhahara. Not fully. But he was ready to give his life at the Akedah. Chazal say, Pasak Zuama from Yitzchak Avinu. It's as, if, it's as if he already gave his life. So what was he learning for? It wasn't to counter anything. Says the Meshachachma, that's the point. Torah is not, it is, but it's not only. There's so much more besides in Torah, besides the fact that it counters all the negative in the world. And all of the dangers in the world. I'm not going to read the whole thing on line 18. That's the way we get close to Hashem. That's how He reveals Himself. And that's why we have Gemaras that talk about the Malachim learning Torah. What are the Malachim learning Torah for? What do they learn? HaKadosh Baruch who learns Torah, whatever that means. Line, the bottom line. The Tzadikim upstairs in Shamayim. Because Torah is not just about countering and it's not just about being physical. 
Torah is about the ultimate eternal truth and connection to Hashem. And therefore, he even says, what does the Gemara say? At the end of a person's life, what should he be doing? Right? Right? If somebody is, uh, feels the Yitzhara overtaking him, all the different levels, Yasek Torah, Yaskelo Yomamisa, discusses, he says, the connection to Torah. Even if there's no Yitzhara left, the Torah is the ultimate connection. That's why he ends up saying on line 15 in the last column, Think about this. To remove the negative. They already reached the highest level. And still they didn't leave it. And still he said, I'm going to go send my son there. Because the connection to Torah is something that is eternal and is basic and is unique. And therefore, it is something that we all have to make sure that we push ourselves in. Okay, we'll stop here.